Welcome to Be a B2B Leader, your B2B knowledge base. In this podcast, we'll show you what you have to learn to be a modern leader in the B2B world. Because true leaders are made, not born. Hello, I'm your host Felician, and today my guest is Jakub, the co-founder and CMO at Speak on Podcasts. In this episode, you will learn about the importance of podcasts in B2B, how to make full use of podcasts to grow your business, and how you can land speaking opportunities on shows that your target audience listens to. So, Jakub, I'm very happy that you are here. Likewise, Felician, and... this is going to be an amazing conversation. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, I think it will be also amazing because yeah, we talk about podcasts. That's the thing you do. Yeah, yeah, we talk about podcasts, podcasts podcast. on podcasts, right? It's pretty meta. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, Jakub, please tell the audience a bit about you. So, what do you do? Why podcasts? And sure. Sure. Uh, thanks all for asking. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Jakub, Jakub Zajicek. I'm co-founder and CMO at Speakum Podcasts. And we are basically a podcast booking agency for B2B companies. And what we do all the time is that we book interviews for executives from, well, pretty cool and big B2B brands. And usually, you know, to uh, reach, uh, to help them reach their target audience and to expand their, their reach, expand their audience, generate demand and so on. We started in June 2020. And really, like since day one, you know, we took very strategic approach to building relationships with hosts because we made an assumption that, okay, if we are strategic about building relationships with the hosts and if we treat them right, then in the future, in a couple of years, it will get easier, you know, to deliver results for our clients with predictability. And, you know, the clients we worked with, we really started working with in the beginning with individuals like coaches, consultants, book authors, and so on. But then we found our sweet spot, uh, which is, uh, well, we are work- working with two target audiences right now, B2B SaaS uh, and established uh, marketing agencies, uh, usually more than 100 people. And yeah, fast forward to today, we are now a team of more than 21 people. Uh, actually, a new person wow. is starting starting next week. Um, we worked on more than 100 campaigns and we booked closely to 1,800 interviews. Uh, since starting our agency, so yeah, I'm having tons of fun, uh, and it's it's really I'm really grateful, you know, for the opportunity to do this type of work. <laughs> I have, yeah, it's not visible on the podcast, but I have a huge smile on my face because those numbers are really impressive. <laughs> Thank you, especially that you started in 2020. At what? It's been two years. Yeah, we started in June so 2020, and uh, so a little bit over two years. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> so please tell me, what should every B2B leader know about podcasts? Because yeah, podcasts have been with us for quite some time, but in the recent years, they gained traction, especially in the B2B space. Yeah. Like when you look at podcasts about security, there are over 800 of them right now, I believe. So that's a lot. And security companies invest in them. Consulting companies invest. Yeah. Everybody has a podcast now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, um, podcast industry is growing like crazy, you know, and our sweet spot is really securing bookings on these podcasts, securing guest interviews on these podcasts. But you're right, like in the past few years, podcasts went, I think, through like a renaissance, you know, especially during during COVID because, you know, stages got closed, you know, people people couldn't travel to conferences. So 
what is the first thing they, they would start um, they, they would start using and it's it's podcast because you can really you know just like like we are doing right now you're in Poland I'm in Czech Republic and we are delivering value to people from all around the world which is which is crazy you know if you think about it and uh, I think that a lot of B2B companies realize this and also they realize that there's actually huge leverage you know in owning your uh, your stage uh, and build your own audience and I think one of the main reasons, you know, um, besides, you know, establishing total leadership by uh, launching the podcast is um, that you are, first of all, if you have interview based podcasts, you are in touch with your with your buyers. So you're still getting, you know, market insights from people, let's say, on, on a weekly basis, which is really helpful when it comes uh, when it comes to crafting the right messaging, you know, uh, when, it, when it comes to reaching the right people, uh, because you're still learning from the people that you actually want to reach. Uh, so that's that's one one reason and second reason is that if you record podcast especially with a video like we are doing right now well it can really fuel your social media content right because then you can you can choose the best part best parts from it um and just let's say 30 minutes of conversation can turn into 10 small videos you know that you can post on social media into quote images into audiograms into tweets so it can literally be like a cornerstone of your marketing strategy, and that's why I think it's it's so powerful. Um, and uh, whether it's whether it's you know launching your own podcast or appearing on others, you can pretty much do you know many of these things. Um, like whether you choose one or other method. Um, now, when it comes to appearing on podcasts, you know which is which is our sweet spot. Um, when we talk to our customers, they they often choose to try this strategy first, you know, that they will appear on a few podcasts just to understand if they like this audio format, you know, if they, if they, if they like speak to, you know, to hosts, if they, if they have actually something to share, if they're comfortable on camera, if they're comfortable talking to a microphone. So we're, we're seeing it. It's, it's almost like a first like stepping stone, you know, for people before they launch their own podcast. Of course, it's not the rule, you know, uh, we work with, with customers that, launch their own podcast and right now they want to start speaking on, on others to share the message about their podcast so yeah i'm i'm all about podcasts really <laughs> yeah like <laughs> like appear, appearing on other people's podcasts is a good way to yeah, grow your audience because uh, yeah let's say 1000 people listen to your podcast but someone else can have 10000 listeners yeah. but still like the thing i like most about podcasts is that you mentioned that yeah you can repurpose this content into lots of other smaller yes. bits and pieces so if you have a good structure of their interview you can turn it into even free articles from time to time you can yeah you can create lots of posts for social media mm -hmm. you can build relationships with those people and yeah yeah you I... share value you don't lead with a sales message that's the best part for me yeah that's true like uh you you don't really sh shouldn't you know pitch too much on your podcasts uh, and the things that you mentioned they're absolutely true you know um, that you can generate tons of content um, and you know the big transition and almost like a mindset shift for us um, before before we worked with individuals you know coaches consultants and they were very focused on you know we want to see direct results from each podcast appearance you know so I want generate leads I want to immediately see more revenue. And um, when you work with B2B brands, 
they're using completely different terms. And we are quite fortunate that now we are attracting people who actually understand value of appearing on podcasts. So when we work with brands like Paddle, Hopin, Genesis, you know, they don't use words like we want to generate leads. They say, we want to establish our category. We want to be top of mind. We want to increase profile of our executives. Uh, we want to create a lot of content, as you mentioned, reach new audiences. Uh, and yeah, in general, as I mentioned, to be top of mind, you know, because if you're appearing on podcasts that are relevant for your target audience, and let's say, let's say that you appear on 10 of them in six months, then people will start recognizing your name. You know, they will, they will know that you are someone in your industry that is quite active. They'll know your brand. And although that you won't probably measure uh, or find out that uh, they heard about you on podcast, uh, because maybe after three months, you know, they will Google your name, your attribution software will say that they came from Google. And if you don't ask, how did you hear about us? You won't know that they heard you on a podcast three months ago. Uh, so it is very difficult to measure, but it works if you do it for a long time consistently. And especially if you have other channels, you know, to support all of these, uh, all of these podcast appearances. Yes. Like one of the things that I've seen that works really well, it's like when you appear on podcasts, then you have a call with a client and they mentioned that, yeah, I've heard today. Yeah. I've been listening to the interview with you on such and such that that's that qualitative feedback that yeah you can just take and know that you could double should double down 100% but uh, but i have a question like how do i how do you identify podcasts that your audience listens to cuz let's say you have a small target market and how do you appear on a, yeah you probably won't appear on Jorgan's podcast but somehow you have to find those smaller ones yeah well you're asking a really good question because it is really about appearing on smaller ones and medium-sized ones because relevance is really everything when it comes to podcast guesting in B2B and doing it properly. You know, if you'd be B2C brand, you know, really the reach there um, because your target audience is more broad, makes more sense. But if your ACV is really high, it really makes sense, you know, to talk to 100 people who are your perfect buyers. So this is actually something that we need to educate, educate our, um, you know, potential customers on a lot because they, they're focusing on reach, you know, they're focusing on how many people, uh, will, will listen to this episode. Then we ask, uh, like, Hey, have you ever talked to 200 people on a conference? And they say, yeah. And we ask, was it worth it? They say, yeah, it was worth it. Um, so you actually travel there, you know, you, you spend, spent your company money to get flight tickets and, you know, to travel to conference, then you talk to 200 people. Um, then of course you could network and so on, but with podcasts, you can do it actually from your office or from, from your home, uh, that you can talk to 200 of your perfect buyers. Um, and you can achieve, I don't want to say like the same result by delivering a keynote speech, right. But well, you will definitely can you can definitely inspire you know some of them um, in in the audience now you ask a question how do you find these so it really starts with understanding who you want to reach and what you want to talk about so uh, when we start working with a with a new customer really with any customer the first question is exactly who do you want to reach like who is that perfect listener and very often they will say you know function within a company we want to reach vp of marketing we want to reach cmos um, and then we have a couple of options, you know, so do we focus on, um, just purely marketing podcasts because there are a lot of marketing podcasts, but then we are risking that there will be, you know, 
marketers uh, from B2C audiences, you know, from um, mm -hmm. that want to promote their e-commerce store. Or if you want to go a little bit deeper, we can focus on B2B marketing podcasts and it's plenty of them there as well. So it's, it's very specific, you know, level that you need to identify when it comes to identifying the perfect audience and podcasting uh, on, on podcasts, because you, when, when you identify this audience, you want to maybe find 100, 150 podcasts. And if you would just search for marketing podcasts, you'll find tons of them. So you need to go a little bit deeper, but not too deep. Uh, that you would say, I want to reach uh, marketing agencies in Boston under 50 people. There will be maybe just one or none, you know, um, podcast that's, that match this audience. So you want to be quite specific. Uh, so the final list of podcasts that you get, you are able to identify is usually less than 100. This, yeah, as we said before, the number of podcasts is growing all the time. So I guess, yeah, it will change in the next few years, maybe, yeah, from less than 100, it will be less than 300, but we'll see. And can you share a few tips for someone who wants to appear on podcasts? Because I know it's not so easy. Like, probably you have to build a relationship with the host, but it's not enough. Right. Well, Felician, look what we are doing. You know, we are having a conversation about how to use uh, podcasts as a, as a marketing or PR channel. So... We are spreading the word about this channel and we are not the only ones. There are tons of people who are doing the same. So there's a saying that marketers ruin everything. <laughs> uh, so what we are seeing now, Don't look at me. <laughs> what we are seeing now is that podcast hosts are receiving more and more guest pitches. So it's actually more difficult, you know, to cut through the noise and uh, really secure that booking or at least get a reply from the host. Because imagine that you're a host, you're publishing one episode a week. And if you're a good podcast host, and if you run a good podcast, that's the number of guest pitches you receive per week. Easily, you can receive 50 pitches per week. So out of these 50 pitches, you can choose one. So how do you make sure that you are that one podcast, that uh, one, one pitch that, get, that gets picked? And it really comes down to relevancy. So most of the pitches podcast hosts receive are absolutely irrelevant, you know, because they, they, uh, the people who are sending it, they fail at identifying who is that perfect listener. So they will say, we want to reach B2B leaders. It's quite broad. Are we talking about HR, sales, marketing, CEOs, CFOs? And then they run with this requirement, whether they do it in-house or when they work with a, with a PR agency or some other podcast booking agency, they give them this requirement and they find 500 podcasts, and then they go spray and pray, you know, and they expect that somebody will get back to them. And usually somebody will, but these podcasts will be very small. And most, most of the times you won't actually hear back from the show, uh, from, from the podcast host. So there are a couple of ways that you can, you can, um, a couple of steps that, be, that you can follow, you know, to, uh, increase the chances of actually getting invited on podcast. So as I mentioned, it starts with identifying the audience you want to reach. So it's not too broad, but not too narrow. Uh, also, you want to come up with two to three topics that are super relevant for this audience. So that's that strategy part uh, before you actually begin any research, any outreach. Then you want to start finding these podcasts. So you want to find, as I mentioned, a list of you know less than 100 podcasts that would be perfect for you to appear on. 
um, I would really start maybe with 50 or even 30. And there are, you know, three ways on how you can find these podcasts. First, you can use influ uh, like you can use keywords that are relevant in your category. So let's say that you are that, that you are selling e-commerce platform, you know, some e-commerce payment platform. So brainstorm either by yourself or with your team, five, 10 keywords that are specific just for e-commerce. So for example, cart abandonment, you know, there won't be many other podcasts uh, that are not e-commerce related that talk about car abandonment. So once you identify a couple of these, a couple of these keywords, you can move to the next method, which is influencers. So we want to think about people who are very active in the audience that you want to reach. So um, people who are already reaching e-commerce audiences and you want to list their names, three, five people. It can be either people or it can be brands. So it could be, for example, Shopify, WooCommerce and so on. Or you can, you know, if you have established social media presence, you can ask on social, you know, what are the best e-commerce podcasts you would recommend me to listen to? Um, and once you, once you follow these methods, you would be, you should be able to compile, um, you know, a list of these 30, 50, 70 podcasts. Um, there are, you know, databases that you can use, uh, listennotes.com is a good one where you can plug all of these keywords and it will give you, give you the results. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the research part. And I have a couple of steps here, but I want to stop here, take a sip of water and <laughs> if you have any follow-up questions. <laughs> yeah. So you see that process is pretty straightforward but people got the basics wrong like you know i didn't even post this podcast yet but i got pitches from people yeah, trying to book well a guy was a book author about lifestyle and he pitches me to appear on my podcast and i'm like i never heard about this guy yeah literally it had zero connections with me like he wasn't even marketing he was never in a leadership role like there was nothing yeah <laughs> well, I, I hear I hear stories like this all the time from podcast hosts, you know. And the thing is that many guests think, and many companies think that they have the leverage, you know, that they're they're like doing a favor to the podcast hosts if they want to appear on their show. But as I mentioned, you haven't even published this podcast yet, but you are receiving pitches. So imagine once you publish it, and once once your podcast will start growing you won't really be short on guests. Like there's no way. And that's the mindset that a lot of, you know, guests and companies need to go through. And I was actually posting about it on LinkedIn today. The podcast hosts has, have all the leverage, really. Like they can decide. They can decide if you will be on the podcast or not. Um, so if you've done your research properly, you know, if you find the most relevant podcasts in your category, let's say with e-commerce, for example, <laughs> then you need to reach out to them. And this is another bottleneck, you know, where most people and most companies reaching out to podcasts, they drop the ball because they think that uh, it actually, you know, they, they can just upload, you know, CSV of, uh, of some, some podcasts and some merch, merch fields, you know, first name, last name, you know, some, some personalization and it's enough. But it's not really enough. You know, we spent around 30 to 40 minutes on, e on each email um, to ensure that we really get a reply. So your outreach needs to be first relevant and then personalized. So uh, you just need to be the right fit for the podcast. That's the, that's the requirement. Uh, and then, of course, the email should be personalized as well. And really, it's a lot of manual work, really. Like we, we didn't find a way how to do more effectively 
with using automation. Uh, we actually haven't even used automation because every email is unique. You know, before we reach out to the host, we listen to their episode, we find the, the episode that is most relevant to the guest that we are representing. And based on that, we, you know, we say, hey, on previously on your podcast, you discussed this topic. Um, we work with someone who actually disagrees with this guest and he could, he could talk about some, uh, about this topic from completely different side. Do you think it would be relevant for your audience? Um, so we're not asking to, to book an interview. We, we're not asking, you know, let's schedule a call. We're asking, do you think this would be valuable or would you like to learn more? So very soft call to action to really start a conversation and we are keeping it very short. And if you will just follow these, you know, couple of bullet points that I mentioned, then you will immediately see, you know, more hosts getting back to you. And the thing is that if you spend, you know, 40 minutes on email and you send 10 emails, uh, let's say per week, then you will, you'll get really high reply rates. Um, on average, across all campaigns we're running right now, we have, I think around 52% reply rate. And sometimes it's way higher because we're already working with podcasts from multiple times. So they know us. Uh, but the key is really take your time to write an email, make it amazing. Um, and then you will secure more bookings. And the thing is that if you will be reaching out to 10 podcasts in the personalized way, or if you will be reaching out to 100 podcasts in non-personalized way, it will take you very similar time to do, but the results won't be similar. When you reach out to 100 podcasts with the spray and pray approach, you might secure one interview, but if you reach out to 10 podcasts with really personalized approach and relevant approach, you might secure three, four, five, or six interviews. That's great. Like, I love this approach, but as you said, it takes time. Like you can't automate it because you have to listen to that episode. Even if you listen to it on 1.5 speed, yeah. you still have to listen yes. to it and it takes time. Yeah. And yeah, I think that one point that I would add to this was that, yeah, be active on social media. Like if you know that the podcast hosts yeah, use LinkedIn every day, invite them to your network and start posting relevant content that they can find interesting. Because yes. that's the best way to yeah, appear in podcasts if you want to get invited. Because if you share some controversial thoughts, if you don't agree with the most of the market, then probably there will be a marketer or someone else that would like to pick your brain a bit more. That's true. And also, and, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And also if you are active on social, people will see that yeah, if they, if they invite you to the podcast, you will have something actually to say because too often people try to yeah, run speaking gigs, but when it comes to the conversation, they say, yeah, they talk for a minute or two and that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I might be shooting myself in the foot here, but if you really focus on building your, your personal brand and you're active on social media, you're building your audience, you don't need podcast booking agency so much, you know, because you are getting enough inbound. And if you decide to reach out to someone, um, they will most likely to get back to you because, well, you have active social media and they immediately see that if they will invite you on your podcast, that you can bring them a lot of new listeners. But the truth is most people and especially like busy executives and B2B brands, they are not working on their, on their LinkedIn profiles and on their social media presence. 
And very often they use podcast appearances as a way to, you know, start establishing that social media presence because podcasters will do a lot of heavy lifting for you. They will promote it. Um, they will, you know, drive traffic to your really thought leadership content uh, on their podcast. And then your marketing team can take their podcast and turn it into, into snippets, quotes, and promote it as well. And that immediately can, can you know, fuel your social media content and strategy. And Jakub, what would you say, what do most people get wrong with podcasts? So specifically with podcast guesting? Uh, no, with podcasts in general, because yeah, not all people understand where podcasts fit into the B2B ecosystem. Well, I think, um, what do they get wrong with podcasts? Um, well, there are two questions, right? So let's, let's un un unpack it. So I think that right now with podcasts, um, well, you really, what, what I'm seeing is that there are a lot of, you know, conversation based podcasts that it's just, you know, two people talking about really any topic. And I think that the time is over that, you know, people can talk about anything without specific niche. So I think that mm -hmm. uh, it comes down to whether it's launching your own podcast or appearing on others, it comes down to identifying exactly like who you want to reach, whether it's, uh, it's with your own podcast or by appearing on others and like being super specific about it. And then what I think what they get wrong as well is that they set the wrong expectations about the results and the time frame. And as a result, they, you know, they give up after 10 or 20 episodes because it really didn't, didn't move the needle. Um, but the thing is that it really takes a lot of time, you know, to, to get it, uh, get it up, up and running. You know, when we work with, with our customers, we always communicate that, Hey, for the first five months, there will be very little traction, but then all the episodes will, will get published. You know, it will be promoted on social media. So we'll start seeing some traction. Um, but if we wouldn't communicate it clearly in the beginning, then there would be some nervousness. So I think that the set, setting the right expectations and actually being consistent for a long time and really maybe ignoring, you know, the vanity metrics, such as number of listeners, uh, and using it, um, as a, as a, as, as we, as we discussed as a cornerstone channel, then it's a, it's a huge thing. Yeah. Like I was sure you mentioned first that yeah, people look at the results from the wrong angle. Yeah. Because, yeah, like with most old school marketing, you didn't see the ROI in an instant. Like, yeah, real marketing takes time, especially in B2B, especially if you are selling high ACV products. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you can't expect that one appearance on a podcast will get you a million dollars in return. Like, it won't work that easy. <laughs> well, it can happen, right? But... It's, it it's, you cannot really rely on that happening with each podcast interview. And, you know, there are a lot of things out of your control when you are appearing on podcasts, which is sometimes difficult for people to understand. So, uh, there are actually some things that you can really influence, you know? So if, if, if I would, example? sorry, go ahead. Can you give an example? Sure. Um, so. When people, you know, guest on podcasts, they, they are thinking that all the results will happen because of the listener, but there are actually three, you know, parts or three areas that you want to look into. 
First, obviously, is the listener. You know, you appear on a podcast and then somebody listening to the podcast will reach out to you and they say, hey, I liked your episode. I would like to work with you. Mm-hmm. Then it's working with the host. And this is so surprising, you know, because the interaction with the host is actually the only guaranteed interaction that you will have. So what we coach our customers on very often is that it's, it's about treating that podcast interview almost as a, you know, networking opportunity, you know, that you're establishing a relationship with the host. And once, you know, our, our clients started to follow this, um, this mindset and they started, you know, treat it really as a networking opportunity, then they started seeing results, you know, that the, that the, um, hosts were recommending, you know, people who could work with them. Sometimes the host became customers themselves because they usually podcast is not their own only thing. You know, they, they are executives in companies, maybe they are business owners and, you know, they can work with you, uh, but it shouldn't be, you know, bait and, uh, bait and switch strategy that you appear on their podcast and then you start pitching. No, you just keep it, keep it, you know, keep it natural. Uh, make sure that you do all you can to promote the episode. Uh, you prepare for the podcast. Uh, so, so the whole experience is smooth. And then maybe if you want to ask in the future for recommendation or for referral, they will be more likely to, to say yes. So that's the second, you know, second area that you could look into hosts. And the third is your existing audience. So most companies, they already have some channels, you know, whether it's a blog, uh, social media presence of their company or LinkedIn, or maybe, maybe not social media audience of the speaker. Um, himself or herself. And what you want to do with these podcast appearances is that you want to promote them within all the channels that you can, because this way you will be nurturing your existing audience. And it's a very valuable touch point. You know, when you have, a when you have someone else speaking with you about your expertise, it carries a different weight than, Hey, here's a blog post I wrote, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. And, um, Many of our customers actually use podcasts and their podcast appearances as a sales follow-up. You know, they will say, Hey, Felician, we talked about this and this last week. I actually talked about this specific thing on this podcast. Listen to it, you know, or check this out. And you know, it's, it's a nice touch point, um, basically. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's important to think you about not... your ecosystem. Exactly. And you are not pitching, you are just providing value and additional knowledge to that prospect. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah, I think that one thing that companies do wrong with yeah do wrong with podcasts is that they invite their ICPs as the yeah as the guests, and right after the podcast ends, they pitch them with a product or a solution. Like it won't work like that. It's just a hidden sales pitch. That's it. It worked, you know, in the, in the past bef- before it became like really you know overused strategy. But I think that right now it's going to the right direction, you know, that, uh, that companies are understanding that it's really about, about turning these podcasts into content, uh, and like use them as a long-term, you know, nurturing channel for people who are maybe, you know, considering purchasing a solution. Yeah. Jakub, that was awesome. Like I have two last questions for you. Sure. First one. Who's a B2B leader that I should have on the show? Hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, well, I think that you, you, could, you could invite Scott Stauffer. He's a CEO and founder of Scale Matters. 
he's a huge in, in SaaS, you know, serial tech and SaaS CEO. Um, his experience with acquisitions, you know, investing, go to market strategies. Yeah, I just think that you would have a really good conversation with him. Yeah, awesome. I will invite him on LinkedIn and we'll see. <laughs> and the last question for you, where can people find you? And is it LinkedIn? <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. I mean, I'm very active on LinkedIn. I'm posting every day. Uh, so if you want to, if you want to reach out, I'll, I'll be more than happy to chat. Uh, so you can find me there at uh, Jakub Zajicek. I know that for you English speakers, it will be very difficult to understand. So uh, you know, just check the name of the of this podcast episode and search for that for that uh, for the name on LinkedIn. Uh, you will find me there. Or if you if you want to explore podcasts as a channel and you want to talk to someone from our team, um, you can go on our website, which is uh, speakonpodcasts.com, and you can book a call. Awesome. If you like podcasts just as, as much as we do, make sure to follow Jakub on LinkedIn because he's sharing some nice content related to it. And yeah, thank you for being a guest on the show. Galician, had a great time. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to this episode of Be a B2B Leader. I'm your host, Valician, and I would love to hear from you and learn what I can improve. If you liked this episode, make sure to leave a review on your favorite podcast app and see you next time.